Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another daily episode of Zero Ducks Given after day two of England versus India. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Are you just trying to do the intro. <laughs> I, I'm going to level with you, the listener. I have come straight from Amsterdam. I've literally just walked in through the front door of my flat back home. I haven't seen a second of cricket. I did watch the highlights. I am feeling a little bit tender, um, a little bit ropey. And Norcross looks so smug because for once you're in a position of power. <laughs> um, so, Daniel, basically, I'll sleep whilst you tell us what happened. Well, what what happened indeed? It was quite the day. I was woken up with appalling stomach cramps at quarter to four, which allowed me the opportunity to watch England's batting, which I thought was going to be a very brief affair. As you may recall, yesterday we suggested that 3.30 was the apex of their ambitions. And then Ollie Robinson proceeded to bat like a god, crunching five boundaries, made it to his first test half century. And I started to think, hang on a minute, they could get 375, they could even get 400 here. And of course, it's at a moment like that when a tail ender decides that they can bat, when he decided to unfurl the limp paddle reverse, which got the tiniest, as as Finney has said a couple of times now, well, more than a couple of times, a tickle as he describes it, he got a little tickle on it, on his little glove, uh, referred it, he was out. That, of course, resulted in a, a rapid degradation of England's innings. Although we were treated to the site of possibly the worst shot in Test cricket history, rivalling Shannon Gabriel from Shoab Bashir, who would go on to well, exonerate himself in large part with the ball, but he played a shot of such mind-numbing, crass stupidity it was hard not just to laugh amidst the terrible stomach cramps and bewilderment that around about 4.40 in the morning as he aimed a wild yahoo off his second ball with England's greatest ever batter at the other end sitting on 120-odd not out um, and was caught very gently and easily. 
Jimmy Anderson played a shot of equal wretchedness, but that was more through sort of confusion and incompetence. He played the no-look paddle, uh, uh, get off me, to Jadeja. And uh, since he wasn't looking at where the ball was, he felt emboldened to refer, only to discover that the ball was crashing into the stumps. And poor old Joe Root had to wander off, 122 not out. Expectations were high in me that India, on what looked like a placid surface, would ease their way to a mammoth total, despite the early loss of Rohit Sharma to another little tickle playing in the channel outside the off-stump through to folks, uh, because a partnership between the truly magnificent Jaiswal, who would go on to make over 70, and Shubman Gill, who until Jaiswal had been my favourite young Indian, threatened to transform India's fortunes, but there then followed a curious collapse induced by a man who's never taken four wickets in a first-class innings and in the middle of a 31-over spell, which really was 32 overs because he came off for two overs so he could swap ends. Jimmy Anderson, England's greatest ever bowler, came on to change the end for Shoab so he could bowl his 32nd and last over of the day. Um, and he picked up four wickets, Hartley with a couple. The pitch is a capricious beast, when the ball was harder, it was more interesting for the spinners because there was a greater exaggeration of the unevenness of the bounce. As the ball got softer at the back end, there was a fine partnership between Kuldeep Yadav and the man I insist on calling Jorel, which I believe is the name of Superman's father, played by Marlon Brando in the original film, uh, because I think Superman's called Kal-El, son of Jorel. Anyway, Jorel, wicketkeeper, and Kuldeep and made batting look very easy, almost with a stick of rhubarb. But it was always going to be difficult to score runs quickly on it. And England's great skill today was that they gave virtually nothing away. Michael Vaughan said that he couldn't recall a bad ball bowled by Bashir, which is possibly pushing it, but it was along the right lines. He, he bowled magnificently at great pace as well for an offie, frequently hovering around 92 kilometres an hour, which is what they wanted in this test match, I think, because of the unevenness of the bounce. Uh, but I still remain slightly baffled as to how this pitch manages to be, at one moment, one of the worst things you could ever imagine seeing. And then on other occasions, perfectly fine as long as you play straight and properly. So I think India is still in with a, a shout, 134 runs behind, three wickets in handing, and you'll need to get those wickets quickly. I think the new ball will be important, but perhaps not the new new ball, perhaps sort of six, seven overs into the new ball when the spinners come on and use it on that track. And if England can get a lead of, I reckon, anything over 80, then they might not succumb to third innings pickle theory. Rohit Sharma may be forced to have certainly more defensive fields and they could set India in excess of 300, which will be quite tricky in the fourth innings. I find myself, I don't really believe it or even dream of it, but we might yet have a decider whether it's in Dharamshala or not I don't know because if you don't know it's five degrees and sleeting at the moment in Dharamshala as it was this time last year and they moved the test match to indoor not indoor to indoor um, but we might we might just have a decider I still think they're surely going to get out of this India we can't have a two all going into a fifth test it'd be too good a um, couple of quick stats for you Shah Bashir's um Spell was the longest by an England bowler since 2005. It was truly extraordinarily mammoth. Um, 
And the other isn't really so much a stat as a statement of fact. Um, Joyce Wall operates on an entirely different plane from the rest of humanity. There you go. I hope that's in some way illuminated what you missed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus well thank you very much for, for clearing things up so beautifully uh joyce was a freak uh, he needs something like 104 runs in his remaining three innings in this series to break the record for the most runs of any batsman in a test series ever which is oh. very, 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 very doable. It's well, mad. Is that, he's got it. Well, I, that can't be quite right. It must be in India because most runs in a series ever, I think, is still Bradman, isn't it? With 900. Oh, here we go. Here odd. we go. Yep. Um, as always, I've come unprepared. It will be the yeah. most runs scored in a test series in India. Correct. And that's right. Few. Yeah, Correct. So it's, oh, starting, to, starting to doubt the 1930s then for a minute. <laughs> don't make me do that. But don't forget, all cricket, and I've decided the cutoff point is about 19. I've decided I've got more specific. It's about 1972. Why is that pre- colour? 19... Is it because it's in colour or? Um, Bailing with big captain. It's just a hunch that all cricket before 1972 is shit. And so, yeah, yeah, so Bradman doesn't count. Um, However, Sinil Gavaskar just about sneaks in. He scored 732 runs against the West Indies in 1978-79. So that counts because it's post-72, which is the shit cricket cutoff point. Joyce Farr's an absolute joke. And interesting that Ollie Robertson, who was brought in for this test match, we thought that he would maybe make a difference with the ball, but he didn't really do a fat lot with the ball. But his batting, that innings could be absolutely huge. He scored 56 in the end, was it? Um, he's got a first-class 100, Ollie Robinson. He's no mug with the bat, but he's he's been interesting to watch in the Test Arena because his bowling has sort of translated. His first-class bowling average is freakishly good, and his Test match bowling average is freakishly good. But his batting has been pretty crap most of the time in his 20 test matches he's played so far. Uh, But he batted really, really well from what I saw from the highlights. Very hungover this morning in Amsterdam. Uh, So that was absolutely crucial. And Bashir, just what a guy. What a, I mean, Mm. he arrived at this series later than hoped with a visa problem. 
He'd never taken, as you said, more than three wickets in a first-class innings. And it sounds like, by all accounts, he bowled absolutely beautifully. Uh, you're right, Michael Vaughan was purring about his bowling when I was uh, listening to the highlights and watching the reaction earlier on. And uh, England are in the driving seat in the fourth test in India at 2-1 down. This is fucking it's weird. mental. It, 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 it is mental. And also... I... It's not overly baz ball-y, is it? You know, because hey. as a general rule in this series, they've clung on through being brilliant for a session here or a session there. You know, that great Ollie Pope innings in the first test. But they were kind of behind in that test throughout, even to the point when they'd set the target. You thought, well, surely injury are going to get that target. And then, you know, it's been flickering moments, hasn't it? Like I say, a session here, a session there. Amazingly, in this test, they've kind of put it together ever since... They lost the first session. I would say there's an argument for saying they've won every session since, which hints at a kind of consistency, which we haven't seen in this series hitherto. I've got one other stat for you that you may or may not like, but that if Shoab can pick up one more wicket or just get a five for in the second innings, he will become the youngest England off-spinner in history to get a five for, beating the previous record set by Pat Pocock, against Australia at Old Trafford in 1968 when cricket didn't count. No. Um, so I think uh, the youngest before that would be Don Bess. So Don, Don Bess would be, was 22 and and Will Jack. So Don Bess got two when he was 22. Will Jack's got one haul, one six-wicket haul, as it happens, when he was 24. Sher Bashir is 20 and he's a full well over a year younger than Pat Pocock. So it is... A remarkable achievement, but it seems to me to be an achievement as much for his skipper as anyone else. There was a beautiful wicket that you won't really have appreciated, the one of Safraz, of um, Tom Hartley. And this just is an indication of Stokes' brilliant captaincy. Was this when he left I, He left cover open to get him That's playing? right. Yeah, to have beautiful. a little push, to have a little push into yeah. the offside. So we had a little push in the offside and gave a catch to slip. And what's what's really great about it is that England captains have been of varying qualities over the years as captains, but I've never seen one who actually understands what spin bowlers are trying to do as well as Stokes. He totally gets what the plan is, which as a result means that I think he probably, he's not as phased by having some young spinners in the team. But, you know, like captains aren't really phased by having young quick bowlers because they think, oh, he's raw, he's exciting. I've got a young quick bowler. It's something I can mould. Whereas a young spinner comes into the attack and this captain goes, oh, for fuck's sake, he's going to get donkey dropped back over my head for six. Isn't it the first time he does? I'm going to put out bloody sweepers. You know, they're just, they're too young. They're too callow. Whereas Stokes sees this an incredible opportunity and there's no predicting how he's going to use them from one game to the next. So Hartley bowls nine overs in his debut game, despite getting smashed nine overs for 63. This time, he didn't appear until the 30th over. It was just Robinson, Anderson and Bashir. Root, who's bowled shitloads of overs, evidently they've been listening to me on the podcast, not you, was held back to such an extent he only bowled one over today. Couldn't quite understand it. And instead, Bashir did all the bowling. So Stokes just goes with his gut. And it's great that he's got a gut. He's got a gut feel for how to captain spinners. And... um that is a rare and precious commodity. One last comment on slow bowling. Andy Zaltzman got in touch to say how impressed he'd been by England's slow bowlers. He named Bashir. 
He named Hartley. And he said, in many ways, pick of the bunch was Ollie Robinson. And he's dead, right? <laughs> Ollie Robinson's first over was the over of a man who looked like he'd played four back-to-back test matches rather than someone <laughs> who should be fresh as a daisy because he hasn't actually played one for about seven months. He was lumbering in and doing 121 kilometres an hour. I mean, it was all on the spot and it was perfectly serviceable stuff, but it didn't quite have the bite that I'd perhaps hoped. No, yes. Um, that is an issue that's followed him around a lot in his international career. And normally the worry is his first spells normally comparatively rapid. It's normally yeah. a second or third spell where the pace really drops. So I look forward it, to him bowling. About it'll be actual off spin tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, England are in top. I said at the start of the series, England were going to win. You and Finney laughed at me. And now you're both looking very stupid and I'm looking like a genius. I'm very smug for a man who's... um. Holding a dildo. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't seen, I love the picture. That's that's presumably going to come up shortly. Yes, you re- uh, recreating you Finney. Social media. Uh, there's a legendary photo of Stephen Finn in Amsterdam on Josh Butler's Agdu waving a dildo around, and I have recreated the photo uh, on social media. And um, I just want to say thank you to my wife for a putting up with me and b insistently going around from shop to shop with a picture of the dildo that Finney was holding and saying, do you have a dildo like this? Until (laughs) she found pretty much an exact replica. Um, So thank you for that. Look at the size of it. It's the size of my head. It's it's slightly disturbing when you put it next to your head like that. But (laughs) yeah, okay. (laughs) Anyway, we'll end this podcast now because I've got a hell of an afternoon in store. So, <laughs> I bet you have so, bed, Daniel, I should imagine. Yeah. Yes, uh, Daniel, I will see you tomorrow. Um, I will be getting up to watch the cricket. Um, I will be going to Wembley at some point as well, but we'll make it work. Yeah, well, we'll do it as soon as we can. We'll try and beat the rush. This is my third podcast today. Let's try and beat TMS. Let's try and beat the final word. Let's be let's be the first kids on the block. Exactly. Finally. Uh, Daniel, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, go on, England. Go on, Sports Social Podcast Network.